So God is good, and so today I'm continuing in Judges, and uh, the, the series called Flawed Heroes, and so today we're looking at Judges chapter 3 again, and I'm, I, I, I am excited about this, um, this judge. He literally has one verse written about him, um, and it's very interesting because it's different. But I believe that, that God is um, amazing. Anybody else Amen. believe that? Amen. Right? Like Evan's shirt last week, God is great. Always like that shirt. So Judges chapter 3, verse 31. It says, after Ehud, which, who we talked about last week, came Shamgar, son of Anath, who struck down 600 Philistines with an ox god, ox good, and he too saved Israel. There it is. Shamgar. That's his whole verse. That's him. He struck down 600 Philistines with an, act, uh, with an ox god. Or good. However you pronounce that. I'm not really sure. It is a farming tool. And I'll talk more about that thing later. But I believe that, that this verse is, is powerful in... In the, the idea that God does the impossible. Amen. Anybody believe that? Amen. With man, all things. With man, nothing. With many, you know, with God, nothing is impossible. I believe this verse, it's not very much, there's just no, no real talk of who he was or what he did besides the fact that he decided to take the initiative when God called him to do something. He was willing to say yes in the face of great opposition. Now, we may be living in a time of great opposition, and, and I know there's a lot of things that we could say we all are impacted by, but in reality, we all are in our own little sector of the world, and so some of the larger problems that are going on in the world may not actually affect each one of us individually, but in reality, we have something coming against us all the time. There is always an impossible situation going on. It could be anything. And I believe Shamgar is a man who decided to say yes when God called him to do something. Even when the odds were impossible. When the situation seemed impossible. But if God is for us, then who? can be against us. Amen? With God, all things are possible. Shamgar was a man who, who, who he was coming against, and, and, and Israel was being attacked, you know, and so, you know, Ehud and all the other ones, that we have, the, the couple that we've talked about already, the, Israel was in a battle. They were in a war. There were enemies against them, coming against them, and imposing their beliefs, imposing their, their you know, um, Convictions and Israel was trying to stand firm, but they were falling into temptation. They were falling into sin. They were falling into a lot of problems, which happens today, right? You know, we are not in the promised land. We are in this land. Now, a lot of people have said America is the promised land, but heaven is the promised land. We are in enemy territory, just like in Judges and in Joshua and in in Deuteronomy, as they were going into this land of Canaan, it was the promised land. God had given them the land. God had said, this is the promise for you. Take hold. You will have blessings. You will have victory. But it's not always going to be easy. But I'll be with you. And that's what he says to us today. When the world is dark, when our situations are dark, maybe it's not the, the grand scheme of the world, but maybe your household is difficult, your situation is difficult. It's okay. That doesn't sometimes the, the greater problems in the world are just over there, and, and it's these little things that somebody else says, Well, just get over it. Just suck it up, right? But the problem is real in your life, and that's okay. It's okay. Because problems are real. But in this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world, Jesus said. So I believe that this, this idea that God does the impossible if we're willing to say yes. In Romans chapter 8, 
you want to turn to Romans chapter 8, verse 31. You mentioned this verse already, but Romans chapter 8, verse 31. It says, What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, then who can be against us? Amen. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justified, or justifies. Who is he that condemns? Jesus Christ, who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God, and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, or hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Now, uh, excuse me, no. In all these, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angel nor demon, nor present nor future, nor or any power, neither height nor depth, or anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen. That is powerful. It's powerful that he's, he, he's talking about this, this concept that, that no matter what it looks like, no matter what is going on, nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Trouble, hardship, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, or the sword. No matter what it looks like in, in, in the, the country, the world, in your neighborhood, in your home, in your own mind. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Nothing can separate us from the love of Christ because he's the one who gives us victory and power because we are more than conquerors not by our own strength but by his strength Shamgar was a regular guy we don't know anything else about this guy except for the fact that 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 God had called him to be a judge so we don't know how that happened or what that looked like, but God called him to be a judge and he was willing to say yes, but all he had was this weird farming tool against a powerful army. A lot of times we feel like we are not equipped. You know, we talked about being equipped last week. We feel like we're not maybe strong enough and that's probably true. It's okay. Because the one who fights with us, who fights for us, who has got our back, who is, who is part of our team, who is the quarterback or the pitcher, or whatever symbolism you want to say, the guy who has got you is always a winner. So you can't lose if you're fighting with him. Nothing can separate us. But we can choose to not say yes. In those situations when, when, when the, the troubles come, the hardships come, the persecutions come, the famine comes, the nakedness comes, the danger comes, the sword comes, we can choose in that time when this, the 600 different problems or more in our lives come against us, we can say, you know what, I'm not going to stand and fight because I'm too worried or I'm not equipped or I don't have the right tools. We can turn and run. But if we do that, the amazing thing about Shamgar is he didn't do it for himself. It says he fought these 600, prevailed, right? He killed 600, and then Israel was saved. 
Sometimes in this, in this fight of, of, of life, when, when we're fighting against the, the, the sinful nature, and we're fighting against the enemy, we're fighting against uh, even amongst ourselves, because we, we get so consumed sometimes with, with things that are going on inside the, the body of Christ, and we're just, oh, we're just struggling. We forget that when we fight against the real enemy, we are not only helping ourselves have victory, but we're helping the church. Shamgar was a man who, who said yes, and he was willing to stand in front of this big army, this big battle, so that the people of God could have victory and they could be saved. Jesus Christ is, is so, so as I said weeks ago, that the, the reason they're flawed heroes is because, you know, Shamgar has one line, right? He's got one sentence. It doesn't seem that flawed, but in reality, he was only able to save people for a time. But Jesus Christ did the same for you for all time. He was the real hero. Amen. But we have to recognize that it's not we are more than conquerors. He is the conqueror, and we get to link arms with him. And that's how we're conquerors. Jesus Christ is the one who, who, who took all of the sin, all of the shame, all of the problems, all of the, the, the troubles, the hardships, the persecutions, the famine, the nakedness, the danger, and the sword. And he took it and he shed his blood for each of us so that when those things come, we will have victory. Maybe in the meantime, it may be hard. You may be dealing with things right now. You may be struggling with anything. It could be anything. Big, small, big to you, small to somebody else. That doesn't matter. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. And it says, for this sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep for the slaughter. Are we willing to go into a situation like Shamgar and say, you know what, I will stand firm because God is going to have the victory even if it's difficult for me, even in the troubles, even in the trials. There, there may be things that, that, that you know, the, the, the angel, you know, the demons, death and, and present, past, future, powers, heights, depths, problems, all of creation, but none of it will separate us from the victory in Jesus Christ if we link arms with him. Amen. I believe that this, this, this idea of, of Shamgar being a, being a savior of Israel is just like what Christ did for each of us. But it takes us being willing to link arms with him, being willing to accept the salvation and sharing that with other people, right? Shamgar did not let the Philistines pass because of the people back there who needed salvation. So Jesus Christ gives us salvation, and he gives salvation to everyone and, and all people who are willing to ask. So are we willing to say that, that I'm not going to let the troubles or the, the hardships or the persecutions or the nakedness or the famines or the dangers or the sword... Or, or anything else in all of creation separate us from what God has called me to do. And that's fight for him. That's stand firm in knowing what he has called us to do. And I, Jesus, right, he, he, uh, he talks about this a lot. And so we, we know the, the account of, of the rich young ruler or the rich Pharisee, depending on which gospel you're in and he comes to Jesus and says, how may I be how may I enter eternal life and, and Jesus said well he names some things right and, and, and the guy says well yeah, I've, I've kept all of those since I was a kid so Jesus said sell everything give all you have to the poor and follow me are we willing to do that because sometimes the nakedness is the thing we're the most afraid of. Now, I'm not saying nakedness is appropriate, but what I'm saying is that is, is, is in reference to not feeling like we have enough. I, I, I don't have enough to, to, to have the things I need. I don't have enough to, to get the clothes or, or whatever, and, and I just, I'm, I'm just lacking in an area. 
It doesn't have to be real nakedness, but it's lacking in an area. And sometimes that is like the rich young ruler. We say, man, that's hard. And we're like, well, that one seems a little too difficult. But then in verse uh, 28, so Mark 10, 26 through 27, then the disciples were amazed and said to each other, who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, what is what ma with man, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And I believe that that's not just, he's not just talking about salvation. He's also talking about the sanctification, the, the growing process, the changing process, the, the, the ever, ever continuing to become more and more like him. Because, yes, we, we, we come to Christ, and that is an amazing miracle that sometimes we don't really think about. The most amazing miracle is that we can be saved through Christ's blood. Don't talk about that miracle too much. We, we, we talk about we want to see signs and wonders, and that's important, and I think that's great. But sometimes when we see somebody coming to Christ, do we realize that that person literally was dead, and that person is literally alive again? Amen. We want to see the Lazarus come out of a physical grave, but in reality, eternity is more important. Amen. Are we dead forever? Or are we alive forever? Because if we physically come out of the grave, how long was Lazarus alive after that? Not too long. Right? Jesus came out and he was, he was on this earth for 40 more days. And then he went to heaven because eternity is forever. That miracle sometimes is the thing we should be fighting so much for and longing for and praying for. The, the miracle of people coming alive in Christ. Amen. And we'll see other things happen too because God is the God of miracles. But that needs to be our foundation and our standpoint. Because it is impossible with man. No matter how good we are. Right? He says, shall we, shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword get in the way, right? Well, yes, it would. But Christ is the victor. With, the, with man, it's impossible. With man, Shamgar, one random guy, could not, have fought, could not have defeated the Philistines. And the reason for this is because, did anybody know the Philistines invented iron weapons? No? I, you did? No. Here we go. Bible scholar in the back. So, the Philistines were a warring people. The Philistines were not just like, like you know, I don't know weird people with sticks go away Israel you know like these these were warring people these were you know we all know about Goliath right and so we anytime people mention the Philistines usually people talk about David and Goliath and Goliath was a giant and he was this big giant guy who was like get away right and then David and then and then we we, we think the Philistines are scaredy cats sometimes because there was giant Goliath David little dude was like Meh. And he kills them, and then they all ran away. And then, and then Israel defeated. Literally, they didn't do anything. They just ran away. But in reality, the Philistines were some of the most deadly fighters in the world at the time. They were seafarers, so they traveled around on boats, destroying, taking over cities. They literally invented iron. So when everybody else has, has sticks... Or what they used to use was like bronze weapons. And, and if you've ever like messed with, with metal, bronze is not that strong, right? Especially compared to iron. We still use iron a lot today. They invented this concept of iron. So when, when other people have these like flimsy, oh no, go away. They just like walk in and just crush everything. That was who the Philistines were. Now, there's 600 of these people. They were more equipped, and they were literally fighting men. And then Shamgar is this guy. And so the, the concept of this weapon that he has is not a weapon. It's a farming tool. It was kind of like this thing that you kind of prodded um, cows with. You kind of just like, go that way. Go that way. It was kind of like a stick. It may have looked kind of like a spear. It was like a stick. It had like a spear thing, but it was... 
for poking cows, not for <laughs> spearing things. So it was probably not very sharp. Then it had this like hook thing on it for kind of guiding things. So it was this weird, like kind of like a shepherd's hook thing. That's what he was fighting with. It's just this guy who clearly must have been a farmer if he's got a farming tool. And then there's this vast army of 600 strong, brave, fighting force against him. But he chose to say yes to what God was calling him to do. Anybody in a situation like that where you're like, well, you know, my finances are a lot stronger than me. They're coming at me. And I've got all these, and I don't know how to pay them. You know, my marriage, you know, that battle is beyond me. All I've got is this spoon, right? But this is a big problem. Or my kids, or my grandkids. All I've got is this little thing. How am I supposed to help fight this? How am I supposed to win this? This battle is so difficult. And sometimes the 600 may be tiny things. Right? Sometimes it's not a big problem, but there are hundreds of little problems and it just kind of overwhelms you. Do you know you can die from ants? You know, more people die from ants than, I believe, elephants? Weird, right? Tiny. Sometimes it's the tiny problems that we allow to fester. It's the tiny problems that we allow to, to, to come in and, and, and build little stepping stones and little blocks. And we, we just get so consumed and overwhelmed. And the battle is lost because we don't realize what's happening. With men, it's impossible. You know, sometimes when we think about people in our community or our families who don't know Christ, a lot of times it's the small things that have held them back. Or that have pulled them away. It may not be a big thing. You know, some people have big, big issues with the church, and sometimes they're valid. You know, people in the church are not always the nicest people. But in reality, more often it's the small things that irritate and rub. When we can take victory through Christ over those, and that means allowing ourselves, like, like, like John said, like the, uh, John the Baptist said, I must decrease and he must increase. If we can daily say, I must decrease, he must increase in our, in our countenance, our face, our attitude, our demeanor, everything about us, continually one step closer, one step more, one step more to who he is and to how he interacts with people, then we will win the battle. Because you know Shamgar did not kill all 600 of those guys with one swing. It was one guy. I don't know. Now, so there's this like weird old, it's actually not old, they made a movie of this guy. This one verse, there's this like 30 minute movie and I encourage all the men, Robin thought it was real dumb. So I encourage all the men to check it out. I liked it. So... <laughs> Ladies, you probably will think it's dumb. But I liked it. And so it's this, it's this movie of Shamgar, and he's like taking on the Philistines. That's literally the whole thing. I don't think there's a word spoken in the movie. There you go. See? That's, all right, maybe there's a couple words, but Shamgar does not speak at all. See? All the guys are like, all right, I'm kind of in, you know. <laughs> but anyway, so Jesus said, right, that, that you will have trouble... And so he's, he's talking about in John 16, 33, and I mentioned it already, that uh, so he's, he's talking about the end times and that, that when, when, when the world is, is coming to a close, God will be with you, right? You'll know and God will be with you. He said, I have told you these things so that you may have peace because in this world you, have, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. It's so important that we recognize that. And then, and then John also writes in 1 John 4, 4, You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them, meaning the evil ones, right? The power of the darkness. Because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. 
You guys know these verses. It's powerful. Sometimes we just need reminded because we sometimes we just get you know caught up in 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 the the hustle and bustle of the world and. And, and, and of life, and there's nothing wrong with that. But if we don't stop and take time to say that, you know what, the one who is in me is greater than the one who is in the world, and encourage each other and encourage ourselves in the Lord, knowing that it is he who has the victory in these situations of, uh, in our lives that we face, we don't have to worry because greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. There was an old camp song like that, right? It's important because a person like Shamgar is a great example of just taking a step of faith. When it feels like you're alone, like Shamgar, in your world of 600 problems or more problems, big problems, little problems, gigantuan problems, and you feel like you're alone and those 600 things are attacking you. Remember, Jesus Christ is your victory. I have told you these things that you may have victory. I have told you these things, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. Even though Shamgar was a man who, who had this silly little farming tool, Greater who was in him than those who had physical greatness, right? They had better weapons. They were better prepared. They, were, they had tactics. They, they had all of these things that they had going for them. They were a war, warring people. They knew how to fight. Why couldn't they fight this one guy? Because he chose to align himself with what God wanted to do. And if we do that, we will always win. Amen. I believe the, the tools, the, the tools that we have in, in this battle are sometimes um, we feel like not as good as the, the tools or the weapons the enemy has, but, but in reality, they're much better. We just can't see them. In Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 it says, <clears throat> finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty strength. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take up your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Let me just read that again real quick. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Amen. 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 So, sometimes, sometimes it feels like it is because that's what we see, right? But against rulers, against authorities, against powers, and against this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of darkness or evil in, this heaven, in, in the heavenly realms. Now, when he says against authorities and rulers, he's not talking about flesh and blood. Because what did he say? Our battle is not against flesh and blood. Sometimes we, we get so wrapped up in this idea that we have to fight against that. No, our battle is against the, the authority of the devil, the authority of the darkness, the power of, of, of the enemy, the power that, that the devil has over our minds, over our hearts, the power that he's trying to impose on us. It's an authority battle. But remember, Jesus is the king of all kings. He has won the authority. He is the authority. The one who gives authority is the one who has greater authority. The devil has authority. The, the enemy has authority. But in Christ, we have greater authority. So take heart, because he has overcome the world. And if he is in you, you have also overcome the world. Those 600 problems, those 600 soldiers do not have a chance against you or the church who you're standing and fighting for. 
Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all these things, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. And then he goes on to say, pray also for me. That whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me, so I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. It's amazing, right? The body of Christ should be together. The body of Christ is not a lone ranger sport. It's not a, a thing, you know, Shamgar was a man who was all alone, he was there, he was fighting with God, but in reality, we're supposed to be together. You know, pray also for me, Paul says. I could say that too. Pray also for me, that when I speak, or when you speak, because I'm praying for each one of you, that when you speak, because we're all ministers of the gospel, we all just have different places. We're all like Shamgar, taking a stand against the enemy. In different contexts. We must come together. It's so important. So we need to be equipped. We need to be ready. We need to know that there's something coming. And why is it so important that we do this? Because there is a battle. And the devil is scheming. Now, it's amazing, right? Sometimes we, we, we picture the devil with the red and the, the tail and the horns, right? Because that's the, the, com, the cartoon, the comic, and he's always just doing mean things, right? Okay. But the devil schemes. That means he is literally all the time trying to figure out a way or a strategy to get to you. Have you ever schemed against him? Have you ever strategized how we can stop him? How we can, how we can push back the darkness? How we can shine our lights? What is our strategy? What is our plan? He's making a plan to stop you, to stop me. What is our plan to stop him? But remember, our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against him. So whenever someone comes to Christ and, and one of those problems is taken away and somebody says, you know what, I do choose to become a Christian, the light shines again. Amen. The light shines even brighter because you have one light, but then you have two lights, then you have three and four and five. And the darkness cannot withstand the light. Let's not fight against each other. Let's fight against the real enemy. I believe it's so important that just like Shamgar, we must recognize the real enemy. You know, how do, we, how do we arm ourselves for battle? The first thing is to recognize who the real enemy is. Because sometimes we get irritated, we get bothered, we get whatever, and we want to share our frustrations. And sometimes that's important to... To, to share our concerns and frustrations with a, with a spiritual mentor or friend who can not just take and, yeah, join in the, the oh, uh, fest, but help lift you out. It's funny, uh, for the past handful of years, Robin and I, um, we, we have this thing that we like to do. Now, it's not on purpose, but we, this thing we like to do uh, we like to take turns um, being irritated or depressed. So sometimes it's my turn, and, and I'm, I'm just down here. I'm down here. I'm, I'm, I'm like so frustrated. I'm so irritated. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so depressed, and I'm just here, and i got to complain. Oh, everything is terrible. I just want to give up. Everything is terrible. 
Anybody ever been there? Where you just you just down and you're just like everything is awful. I don't even understand. And and right and sometimes it's those right. It's the, it's just the the ants, the six hundred ants that are just ah. I'm just so irritated. But in those moments, God has blessed us with this weird thing of when I'm there, the other one is strong. And so when she struggles like that, I am strong. And so we we do share those things, right? And it's important. I'm not saying it has to be a marriage, but but you need somebody who is there to be the one who brings you back to the brink of jumping over the bridge, right? When you're on the cliff and you're like, I just can't give up, right? But God has put people in your life to bring you back. Amen. Maybe it's a spouse. Maybe it's a best friend. Maybe it's a parent. It doesn't matter who it is. But is the, are there godly people in your life to help you recognize where the real problem is? Because most of the time when we're complaining, when in those situations, we're always blaming over here, all of this stuff over here, that, this, and that. But in reality, it's just down here and it's a little irritated. When we deal with that one little problem, it goes away. I don't know, maybe that's just me. But in, re in the grand scheme of things, our problems, if they're in his hands, will always be victorious. And sometimes it will hurt doesn't say Shamgar got hurt while he was fighting these people, but maybe, right? But the Apostle Paul said that, you know, nakedness, danger, the sword, all these things, these troubles, and then Jesus said, take heart, you know, you will have trouble. The world will hurt sometimes, but when we have people around us to help us recognize, no, 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 it's not that. That does make me, make me hurt. That does, you know, I... I am having problems from that, but in reality, that's not where the real problem lies. The real problem lies over here in recognizing where the real problem or the real enemy is. Shamgar would have never won if he thought the trees were attacking Israel. Or other Israelites. And he would have never been able to succeed in fighting those 600 men if he didn't recognize first where the enemy was, and the reason he was there to stand against them. I, I believe that so many times in life we, we focus on the people, right? The people who are causing issues. But in reality, it's the, the darkness in the world. It's the evil in the world. And I'm not saying that everything is Everything's got a demon on it. I'm not saying that either. But people are sinful. And because of our sin, which thankfully everyone here I know has accepted Christ, but because of the sin in our past, because of the free will that God gives us to choose evil, so many people hurt people. But it's not the person, right? As the old saying goes, love the Sinner, hate the sin. It's so important that we don't put on, you're the problem. No, no, no. Where's the heart of the problem? The heart of the problem is because you're dead. And dead things can't have mercy, can't have forgiveness. And it takes connecting to people who are becoming alive in Christ. And helping them to become alive in Christ. If we're having problems like this in our family, stop fighting those people, family or friends or neighbors. Don't fight the people about the issue, but find the true cause of the issue. Right? The belt of truth was the first thing that was mentioned. The true cause of the problem, the true cause of the issue. Find the real enemy. And the second thing is trust the impossible. Do you trust that God can do impossible things? Now, if you're here today and you believe in Christ, he has already done an impossible work in you. Do you believe he can do something more again or something new? And maybe it's an impossible situation for someone else that you're, you're, you've been praying for, that you've been dealing with. And there's just a lot of impossible situations in the world. But God. 
but God. When you have the Holy Spirit fighting for you, to strengthen you, to protect you, to encourage you, to give you the, the, the understanding and the wisdom, you will be able to do the impossible for him. Jesus was a man who did the impossible for each of us. And he is willing to do the impossible for everyone else. So that they can have life forever. And in, in your, your situations that you're feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling that this is an impossible situation, he is here for you. Because he is the God of victory. Can I have the worship team come up? I believe it's so important that we don't, we don't just give up on the idea of, of, of miracles, of, of things like that, of impossible situations being resolved because he is the God of the impossible. With man, it's impossible. With God, nothing is impossible. Just like Shamgar, when we choose to say yes to what he's doing, what he has called us to do, we will always have victory in the situation, no matter how difficult it may be. And I believe it's so important that we, that, that you, that we all choose to take up the tools that God has given us. Whether we feel like it's the best tool for the job or not, God is the one who gives victory. So take up the, the shield of faith, the, the, uh, the belt of truth, all of the armor that we've talked about. When you take up those things, you can stand firm knowing that you have victory even when it feels hard. Because it doesn't say, but if you were to fight 600 armed men with a random farming tool, do you think you'd be tired? Just, we've got a yawn already, so... Yes, right? And I assume Shamgar would have been very tired too. And, and sometimes we get weary, we get tired, but take heart. He has overcome the world. And stand firm then. And when you have done everything to stand, stand firm. So today, I don't know what impossible situations you're going through. It may be impossible, or you may be coasting right now. But as you coast, you know there will be a wave in the future. It'll take you right off of that nice, easy sailboat. When we rely on Christ to be our everything, we will always have freedom and victory in all situations, in all circumstances. And it may not be today, going through something. It may not be tomorrow, maybe a year or two years from now, that you find that freedom. But he is here to give you freedom and victory. Keep standing firm with the tools he has given you. What I want to do today is I want to invite everyone to come forward and spend some time here in the front at the altar. So I'm not going to pray and lay hands on anybody today. But what I want you to do, as, as the worship team begins singing, I want you to think about this. What is holding you back from the victory and freedom Christ has given you? What is holding you back? What does that look like? Those little problems, big problems, impossible situations all around. What is holding you back? from taking up his strength and letting him be your overcomer so that that situation is dealt with. The things you're worried about, the things you're just overwhelmed with, give them to God. So I want, I want to invite everyone up. If you come and you can stand, you can sit on the, at the front, you can kneel, but they're going to start singing and you just pray, God, reveal anything that needs to be revealed. Because in those situations when we're feeling overwhelmed, sometimes it is that little problem. Maybe a big problem. 
and then release that to Him. And then as they continue singing, you can join in with, with them. But come forward now, and they will start. And just allow the Holy Spirit to minister to each of us, individually, where you are. God, reveal to me today what it is that I am struggling with. Where is my victory? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Help us, Lord God. Help us, Lord Jesus, to see the victory. Thank you, Lord God, that we have victory. Reveal, Holy Spirit, to minds and hearts those things that we've, we've put down, those things we've hidden, Lord God. Jesus, we want to give it all to you because we want to stand firm today with your armor and your truth, not looking to the right or the left, recognizing who is the enemy and how to stand firm.
letting go. Because in the camp, we are the ones behind Shamgar. He is our victory. Allow Christ to be the one who wins the battle in your life. Because with man, it is impossible. But with God, nothing is impossible. Lay it down. Don't pick it up. If those feelings and those thoughts come up tonight, say, I release those things. Those things are no longer part of me. It is done in Jesus' name. Stand firm then. And when you have done everything to stand, stand firm. He has told you these things. And you know that there will be troubles and there will be trials. But take heart because he has overcome in your situation. It is done in Jesus' name. I ask, Lord Jesus, that you minister hope, Lord Jesus, to each of us today. Thank you, Lord God, that you are, that you are so encouraging us today. We ask, Lord God, that you continue to fight our battles with us and for us, Lord God. Help us to recognize who the enemy is and not put the blame on such and such a person or such and such a thing that was done to me in the past. It is done. Thank you, Lord God, you have caused us to stand firm. Help us to pray for each other and encourage one another when we're in those low points. Lord God, I ask that you, you encourage everyone who's watching online right now, Lord Jesus, minister truth to them as they're in their, in their home, wherever they may be, and they're watching, Lord God, they're not able to be, to gather together. I pray, Lord Jesus, that they are ministered to, that they are encouraged, that the Holy Spirit is with them, encouraging them, giving them the victory in their situation, whatever that may be. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for the offering. We ask, Lord God, to continue to give us an overflow, Lord God, so that we can overflow your goodness to those around us, Lord God. We can, we can have a place to call home and a place for us to gather as a family, as a community. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you and have a great day. And remember, kids, teens, today at 2.